You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, uh, the UAP podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Glazer, coming to you on a Friday afternoon in Los Angeles, California, in the back of a Toyota Yaris. It is an Uber. I'm in the back of an Uber, which is often where this podcast takes place. And I'm with my bud, um, Andrew Collin, uh, host of Puddles with Andrew Collin. Yes, I nailed it. Vegas. Vegas. You did great there. I always feel like I always get like a weird feeling whenever you go. And I'm with Andrew Collin and I feel like there's like, you know, not I would say 10 percent of people being like, fuck. You know, that's like the first thought that goes in my head. Oh, yeah. Of people being bummed out that you're on this one. No, dude. People love you. Um, if there is anyone that's bummed out by him being on it, why would they be? I don't know. They have bad taste in comedy then because, because I I don't think it's so much that they hate me. They love you. So they want more your voice and less of this lisp. No, that's not it. They like our dynamic. You don't, and, and you know what? If it was only me talking on this, they'd go like, why don't you have more guests? So like whatever you give people, and I'm not sp- speaking specifically to the listeners of this podcast because you guys are cool, but like a lot of times whatever you give people, like they just, they're, I know what's going to happen with me with all the press that I'm doing for my special and all my, and my special and my roast jokes and my commentary about the roast. People are going to start saying, Nikki Glazer's thirsty. Okay, stop talking about fucking. We get it. That's all you do. Because that's happened so far in my career. But I know that the new thing is going to be like, we get it. You're horny and desperate. Is And that's what I should name my tour. Horny and desperate. I love that. I really do. The horny and desperate tour is hilarious. I mean, did we just come up with it? We've been trying to brainstorm tour names all day. And um, one was bang it out. One was um, unprotected. And horny and desperate has a ring to it. It really does. I like it a lot. Desperate and horny? No, horny and desperate. Because guess what? You can't call me thirsty and desperate if I call myself that. You're, you're eight mile in it. When Eminem is like, yeah, I live with my mom. Yeah, I have no money. Yeah, I'm a white piece of shit. Oh, you That's roast it. yourself. Yeah, man. Man, I can roast myself. Man, I think there are some jokes I thought of of myself that I was like, I should give these to people because they're so good. Right no, well, you know, just in my head as I was thinking of jokes about other people, I'm like, what could they say about me? And then I thought of some jokes for myself, and I don't even want to say them because they're so mean. I and they, hear them no, 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 and they put an image in people. No, because they are exactly the, what I fear people think of me, which uh, it hasn't even come to the surface yet. The insecurities that I base my jokes off of. Why you think they're like even deeper than what people could even see? Yeah, like there was one joke during the roast that someone did where I, um, it was like, what can you say about Nikki Glaser that she hasn't? cried to herself in the mirror at Equinox or something like that. It was really perfectly worded better than that. And apparently a a girl on staff wrote it. I forget her name and I wish I could give her a shout out right now, but, um, I like tried to trace who wrote it. I'll try to figure out who it was. I apologize if this gets back to you and you're like, why didn't she know my name? I do know it. I just can't recall it right now, but I'll look it up for in the future in this podcast. Anyway, she wrote that joke and that joke was like, that was one I would write about myself probably. Yeah, that one, and I feel like the social climbing one that that Blake Griffin <laughs> was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Although I don't, I don't think I'm a climber. But listen, 
I probably am. I mean, everyone's nice to people once they get successful, and you get a little bit more nice when the person's more famous. And I only know that because I'm getting more famous, and I know that people that were once not nice to me are now nice to me for no reason. There's nothing I've done since then that they've seen. They just know that they see me on their feeds more. They haven't even watched my stuff. So they don't, like, respect me now because they didn't watch it before. They just know I'm more famous, so they're nicer. Yeah, there's something with status that makes someone uh well i don't know if it's even so much that they think that you can help them it's just like i don't know a level of respect no it's not these people can't help me they're more famous than than i can't help them they're more famous than me a lot of times it's just like they they just um you know that's the people that i notice are nice to me now are fit because they i noticed that they weren't nice to me because they're famous and i was like oh god they don't like me or whatever now they're nice to me and i'm like oh it's just all everyone's fake. So yes, I'm I'm I probably am a climber because I get a little bit starstruck too. And I think but I but am I nice to people to manipulate them to give me things? No, because I don't like to work with people that I don't like. So if I'm nice to you and I'm and I am like complimentary, it's cuz I actually like you and so if we do work together that would be fun. And there's nothing wrong with hustling and being nice and networking as long as you're doing the work behind the scenes yeah when people used to say i sucked dick for stage time i'd be like well i I, i'm not i'm doing that because i like these men i don't i'm not doing this to get stage time i don't want i don't i don't need to get stage time that way but because you're sucking the dick of a someone who is more successful than you it's just assumed that that's why you're doing it's like could i maybe actually like him too I don't. I got offered guest sets all the time by guys that wanted to fuck me, and I would turn them down because I was like, I don't have enough time. I'm gonna embarrass myself. Do you feel like that if someone is accusing you of only sucking dick up, that you have to suck some dicks below you too? To no, because no one even pays attention to those dicks. You can suck so many dicks below you, and they only remember the ones that you sucked above you. And listen, I'm only sucking dicks above me now. That's my new rule. I actually am proud of that rule now. Like, why would you suck beneath you? (laughs) Girls, suck high. That's my Michelle Obama quote. When they go low, we suck high. (laughs) (laughs) And deep. And real deep. Sucking high, that could be the... um, No, I like horny and desperate. Horny and desperate. Oh, my God. Because everyone knows the saying. I think that works with tours. What's the saying? There's no saying. Yeah, people say horny and desperate. It's like something that I've heard. That is not a saying. It is. I'm telling you. People are like, oh, she's horny and desperate. Like, that's like... Google it right now. Look it up in your phone and see... And put it in quotes and we'll see how many hits it gets. If it is... If it is under 400,000, it's not a thing. No, if it's under 123,000, it's not a thing. That's the number I'm going to get it. Put it in quotes. Put it in quotes. Put it in quotes. So it's exactly horny and desperate, the phrase. Did you not learn how to Google things in eighth grade from your computer science teacher? Did you not learn tone with your friends? Uh, (laughs) 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 I was trying to say it in a jokey way, but it it didn't come across. Okay, horny and desperate. How many hits do we have? horny and desperate. No, wait. What's the number? It doesn't give you a number when you're doing it. Come on. That sucks. I want some stats. Come on, Googs. Horny and desperate. Horny and desperate. Chapter one. It's a freaking thing. No, that's... Uh, horny and desperate at 5 a.m. Uh, Pornhub. It's all XX videos. Depressed Fu- and horny is pretty Depressed good. and horny. Oh, my... That is really the name of the tour. 
I like But I'm that. not even horny. Depressed and horny. No, I'm not that. What I don't are you even. Talking about? You want to get out of your whore cage? Yeah, but yeah, I'm depressed. I guess depressed, desperate and horny. I'm not that desperate. I mean, if I was desperate, I would like. I have options. That's why depressed and horny and depressed is pretty funny. Horny and depressed is funny. Yeah, I like that. It has because, because it doesn't make you totally bummed out because you're like at least she's got some fucking, you know, like I I I'm thinking would I want to go see a comedy show where the poster said depressed, horny, and depressed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Uh, well, I mean, Goldman has the Great Depression. But, um, but. it's it's not. I can also talk about. I don't think it's similar. Yeah, You're always worried about things that I don't think are real. Well, like, yeah. do you really think that that would be people would be like he's he's called the Great Depression no. and yours is horny and desperate, very horny and depressed, and people that you stole it. It wasn't so much about that as much as you can put depression in it and people will take notice. And oh, and oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, good. I took it the wrong way because I'm projecting because I'm scared of Gary Coleman. <laughs> Please, I Gary, never, works. never, so ever, ever hate me, Gary Coleman. I'm scared of your anger. And um, if I do name it that, blame. Andrew. Blame Andrew, Gary. Blame Andrew. Um, no, I, I, you know how much I love Gary Goldman. And uh, wait, what was? Oh, the projection. How fucking interesting is projection? It is because it's like you were like. Sometimes you talk to me like, how could you even think like that? And it's like, meanwhile, that's exactly how you think, and those are some of your weaknesses. Yes, all the time. Everything is projection. It's not just me though. Like when sometimes, like I remember when. Uh, like I left the musical because I got anxiety, and you're like, "What goes through your head? Like, why?" But then you're also very understanding too. Like, it's op- I don't know. It's Empath- empathizing projection. Yeah. Oh, good name. Um, wait a second. What did I say at the musical? No, I'm just trying to remember. There's certain things where sometimes you just give me a hard time about not be being able to like. But in uh, those moments, I don't think it's projection because I fucking am very thoughtful, and I and that's when I go, why can't you? give it more thought before like or why can't you speak you know like I'm like why didn't you speak up and tell me to let you sit on the aisle and figure out a way because I would do that I would speak up so that's not as projection as much as maybe it's projection at myself that maybe didn't do that in the past it's no more take away the 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 specifics of it more of having fear of things and you have irrational fears of certain things. Like, uh, I yes, do. you just go more broad and you're like, yeah, you're just getting mad at Andrew for having a fear when really you're scared of fucking so many things. That I'm not afraid of. Like what? Like imagine if we were driving and we were on a two-lane highway where cars are coming at us. I'm like, dude, stop being a little... I mean, why? This, the chances of getting hit are so slim. I don't know why this is even affecting No, us. I never have made you feel bad about your anxiety. Like, why are you anxious? I, I mean, in, maybe in the beginning, but, yeah, since, yeah, beginning, but yeah. since then I've understood it and I don't do that anymore. I mean, yeah, sometimes I'm like, why are you coughing before a show? But to me, I'm like... Me being scared on a two-lane highway makes fucking sense. I could cra- I could die. Whereas you going up on stage doing something you've done a thousand times before and nothing's ever happened and you're coughing, it confounds me and I don't have a lot of empathy for it and I'm sorry. <laughs> but dude, you've been in a car more than I've been on stage. You've have a hundred thousand hours. In that a is car. a great point. However, I haven't been in a car on a, a, a two-lane highway where people are coming and leaving Vegas, where they're getting drunk driving. This and was at 11 in the morning. Yeah, that's when people are fucking falling asleep at the wheel because they're hungover, coming back from Vegas. Vegas. I say it right all the time now. Yeah, and you never said it wrong. 
now you're just arguing with yourself. No, I I definitely it's the it's the what's it called the Mandela effect. No, I never said it. Vegas. Yeah. It's always been Vegas. That's how I say it. Um we just came from the edit booth um of my second special, 20-minute special for the Degenerates on Netflix. It's going to drop sometime this year um after my other special uh Bangin comes out. October 1st. I hope you guys all watch it um, as soon as it drops. As soon as you can at least. That would mean a lot to me. Let me know what you think. If, if it's something nice. Um, but that's gonna be oh so we just came to edit. We edited the and, and last week uh, I taped it less than a week ago in Las Vegas on Saturday wait Thursday night. Jesus. So not less than a week ago. Over a week ago in Vegas and, and Andrew was there. He flew out my outfit that I forgot yeah you called me at 1230 at night three times which you never call you always text when I when you call I think you're probably like on a roof about to jump off and so then I ignore the call but um no I I yeah you called me you're like because <laughs> yeah, you got to go get your resume ready <laughs> but you know how you I have am. no time to pick up you know she's gonna do it eventually I should probably just get this oh it's written <laughs> and you're on it <laughs> so I um no so you called me and I got I went and got the dress ready I had a big day set up for me uh uh I had golf and a big podcast to do but I said you know what who pays me more money and so I chose you over Andrew Santino <laughs> and, yeah fuck uh, you Andrew Santino <laughs> Yeah, go fuck yourself, you ginger bitch. Why didn't you do it this week? Did you try to resketch? Yeah, he's in Toronto. God damn it. We'll get you back Wait, on what there. Are you doing? What are you doing right now? You're going to your hotel. I thought we were doing the podcast. Well, we're doing the podcast until you get to your hotel. Oh, and then you're just going to take I'm over? I'm going to go. I got to take a nap. I got to get a nap in before. All right. So tonight's show's in Irvine. Tonight, tonight, tonight. And tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow in Irvine. Yeah, so I guess lastly, so I came to Vegas and you destroyed but you were very uh self-conscious about how well you did and then we just edited it i'm gonna add a stop sir is that okay or did you just pick up another one okay we'll just keep i'll get out and keep going one second y'all okay we're out of the uber sorry about that um we're now walking into andrew's like hotel area this is pretty nice oh all the seats are in the here let's just sit here all the seats are in the sun and I hate the sun, you guys. I never want to be in it. I feel like I'm just aging rapidly whenever I sit in it. And, um, okay. So, you came to Vegas. You did your special. You were very distraught afterwards. Um, A scale of 1 to 10, how distraught? (sighs) On you or just like a normal person? For me. On the range you've seen uh, before. Mmm... I don't know. I mean, you can't really compare it because I've only seen you do two specials. So if I could compare it to the last. Well, like you've you've been friends with me for a year and a half and you've seen me in all levels of anxiety and like freaking outedness. Is this the top? No, no, it's not the top. What was the top? I don't know. You crying, laying in bed the other day. And that was the other day. Yeah, that was literally. So it's been a, it's been, it's been, it was a crazy week last week of like really ups and downs, like roller coaster. Because I just had so much pressure on me. The roast, the degenerates, um, and then uh, Conan on Monday. It was it goes roast, degenerates, Conan. It was so much. And I just and I was so tired doing radio every day too, waking up at 5 a.m. to do that. And then not being able to get a nap in. I was underslept. And 
and had a lot of pressure and it, I just fucking snapped. But uh, yeah, thanks for putting up with me crying. Like I, I was like, Andrew's in the corner on his phone. I was talking to Anya. I think we talked about this last week on the show. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so after the generous, I was spiraling. You're spiraling. You just, you don't see yourself rationally. Sometimes you don't see how well you did. You don't take it in. It's hard. You, 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 you focus on the negatives so much like when you miss the two jokes meanwhile you know your roast your set was the best of the fucking whole show everyone's talking about it they want you to be the roast master it, it, it couldn't have literally gone better but you're thinking about the two jokes that you weren't able to do and that's all you're fixating on and so then after degenerates you were fixating on a couple lines you missed in a bit that you didn't you actually didn't even use it in the special so you still have it and I didn't use it because I missed those bits. But that ended up being fine because it was made Dude. my decision easier. Dude, the special's incredible. Yeah, my the, the Degenerates it. is going to... You guys are going to fucking love it. We just went and edited it. And I didn't even have any notes. The guy... Well, I edited it myself first. I gave the first notes. And the guy put it together so seamlessly. Shout out to Dan Cooper. I think Dan Cotter. 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 Dan Cotter at... Uh, Dan Cotter at Luna? Was it Luna? Luna? What's the name of the production post production company? Samsonite? No, hold on. I want to look it up because I want to give him a <laughs> shout out. Dumb and dumber reference. Oh, it was. <laughs> remember Swanson? Swanson. No, I don't remember that reference. Hold on. Don't. Someone out there. So uh, people definitely do. People definitely do. Anyway, Dan <laughs> Cotter at that produ- that post production, he put it together and it looks so freaking good. I'm so excited about it. I'm almost more excited than I am with banging. Is that insulting? It's just whatever's newest to me. I'm like most excited. Well, I haven't seen the final cut of Banging, but the look, the black dress, and I'm not just saying because I brought the dress and saved the day and I'm the hero and you owe me your life, but like the dress, the look and the feel of it and the background, like I almost wish it wasn't part of Degenerates, that it was just your thing because I think it nails you and how the feel of how a special should be for you so perfectly. It's like insane. It's really... Like, I was watching it, and you're like, take notes. And then, like, after two minutes, I just put the pad down. I'm just watching, and I'm laughing. I've heard all these jokes. I know. I know. It was so, like, that's, but that's the thing. I I don't see myself clearly until I watch something, and then I go, oh, you're pretty great. But then on the flip side of that, like, I had to look at pictures from a photo shoot the other day. Last night on the way back from Irvine, we were driving, and Carlisle and I were going through all these photos. And, like, I just... There are things about my... I just had, like, a little bit of a meltdown last night after that ride because I looked at literally a thousand pictures of myself. And um, I just see myself aging. Like, there's just no denying. Like, you just see in your face, you're like, oh, I'm aging a little bit, which is fine. Like, I really am, like, a fucking stunning woman for my age. I'm happy about everything. Everything's great. But then there are the ones that are... Like you said, I focus on the one, the couple things that aren't perfect and I fixate on those and I can't get over them. And I'm just like, why is it that way? Why do other girls not have that? What poor me? Da, 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 da. And then I got, but then I actually got out of that. My thinking, like I, I didn't let it bother me. I looked like so good in some of these pictures that I was like, focus on that. It's like, it, I don't know how modeling works. Maybe they do take a thousand pictures and you can only get. 25 out of those thousand that you love so that's about how many i found that i loved out of a thousand so i think it's just like they it was you know smoke and mirrors that tricked me into thinking i looked good in those pictures that's more my thinking on this but whatever 
I was able to take some good shots that I was happy with. But then I got home and I like couldn't sleep. Well, as I was drifting to sleep, I was like, you're like getting older and like realizing that like you aren't the top commodity to men in terms of age is fucking so frightening. It kind of, it's, I have to accept it because this is my life, but I am really resentful that I, I, you know, and I, what was the joke? It was listening to something last night that made me go, Oh my God. Yeah. When I'm 50, men really are going to not seem like I have 15 more good years of being like a sexual, like where I'm going to want sex. Who are you texting? Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. But I'm listening. Speaking of someone who, a, a sexual being, Tim Dillon. Um, but do you ever think that of like, oh shit, I have a window and I need to be fucking right now. Like, I mean, that's what all my standups about anyway, but I really felt it last night of like, I need to be getting more stories. I need to be doing more things, but I'm imprisoned by the, the, the pain that comes with doing all of those things. So I can't do all the things I want to do. Um, because I'm so, I'm both scared of intimacy and I'm scared of being abandoned. So I'm kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place, which is um, in my bed. <laughs> rock and a hard cock. Rock. I'm not a bad name for a dwarf. Stuck between a rock and a hard cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I was just like had a little meltdown last night because I'm like, you do like it. You're I am aging. There's no denying that. So you can't be like everyone that always tries to be like, Nikki, no, you're great. You killed at the roast. You are beautiful. It's like, well, I am aging. So if I don't. It is going to get worse. So, like, in terms of whatever worse means to me in this moment. But how do I handle that? How do I accept that? Because it's not about going, you're lying to yourself. Your thoughts aren't rational. My thoughts are rational. Well, I am aging. I think you start looking at it differently. I think you got to stop. This sounds, like, pretty, like, straightforward. But stop being so vain. It's not about your... Your looks, whatever. Take away your looks. You're getting smarter. You're learning. More. Vain and in pain. Vain and in pain. No, no vain, no pain. Or, oh, that's funny. Actually, that works. No vain, so much pain. No, no, no vain, no pain. Yeah, no vain, no. That pain. should just be the theme. Okay, so no vain, no pain. That's my new. I'm gonna get it tattooed. Yeah, on your forehead, so you yeah. look ugly. <laughs> Backwards though, so I can read it in a mirror. Yeah, and spell it V E I N. Yeah. No, and I don't want any vein in my forehead, no so that's good. Vein, no, no veins. veins. No, no varicose veins, no pain. Okay, so no vein, no pain. You, Yeah, I am too vain. You got, I think, like, you really have to, like, what are the positives of being old? There's so many. There's wisdom. There, And you're going to say, well, no one wants to fuck wisdom. That's not true. Guys want to fuck wisdom. Guys. Ro- Mark Ronson just said he's a sapiosexual. He is attracted to people's um, minds. Rather than their physical being. And I'm like, well, why isn't this guy fucking, you know, Maya Angelou then? Why isn't he trying to bang her? Well, okay, when she was still alive, he should have been trying to bark up her tree. Maybe he was. Maybe she wouldn't return his emails. Maybe she doesn't have an email. Maybe he hung out outside her house. Maybe he doesn't think he's a smart enough sapio. Yes, I get what you're saying. Like, I need to acknowledge what comes with age that is so cool. And that's... What I've been trying to do by working on myself and, like, um, putting myself in situations where I get to expose myself to new people that aren't just, like, Hollywood climbers. Yeah. 
And I think you're doing a great job of that. I just, yeah, I, I, look, it's tough. Like, I feel like, look at me. Like, I freaking, I'm, I'm balding somewhat. I'm getting back hair. My, I'm getting. You're big, getting back hair? It's there. It just showed up? No, I mean, I have a little patch, a little patch Adam. But how long has it been there? It's been a while, but it's growing towards, what happens is it then it's gets. expanding. Of, yeah, it expands. And then. So, you know, you lose hair on top of your head, then you get hair other places. That happens yes. to a man. It comes out the ears, comes out the nose. And, like, I'm definitely... But I do think, though, also, like, you know, men get... I look more distinguished, I guess you would say. But, like, I, and I'm i turning 40 next year. And I'm still living with two roommates and paying, you know, 850 a month. And I'm still, like... Tomorrow I could end up dog walking. I don't know. Like, I have, like, all these thoughts about and not successful enough. Like, you know, I was on the show the other day and Annie Lennerman was giving me shit about not having a credit. And it's like, I don't have a credit. I'm at my age. And, but, you know, like, these little things where I, like, I don't feel like I'm. I don't a know, credit like, meaning like what? Like, on TV. I don't have a special on TV. I don't have anything for people to, like, look at and be like, oh, he made it as a stand-up. Yeah, you need to get one of those. And you're going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. The only reason you haven't is because of luck it's not because of your talent but yeah i just what i'm saying though is like i got like for me i'm yes i'm aging and i'm and i'm I'm, i feel like i'm looking worse but then on the other end my brain has never been more clear i've never been more focused i've never felt more confident in doing something that i want to do and that kind of shit outweighs the back hair and the and (laughs) that's spreading yeah. So much more. It's like not even close. And I've never felt actually more attractive because I'm more confident in, in what I'm passionate about. That's really so. interesting. And I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, like, and I feel those things, too, sometimes with age where I'm like, oh, you know, 27-year-old me didn't know about meditation. 27-year-old me was still drinking. 27-year-old me um, didn't know how to, like, do her makeup. <laughs> vain but like uh but like there was a lot of things that I've I've gained with wisdom my friendships are better like it's everything's just like better but I will also say that with aging um comes the I I am more able to focus on the fact like the the problems that are arising with age are more stressful And I'm not equipped for them. So, like, aging for me has been giving me, um, because so much of my self-worth is wrapped up in my looks, Mm -hmm. it's like, that. now that those are depleting for the first time, it's like, it just, I'm I'm scrambling to find self-worth in other ways. Which is insane, because obviously I'm so funny and all this stuff, but truly, my, the issue is, I've always been told I was the pretty girl in stand-up. That's always been like my thing. And it's, it, that's not like a huge compliment. It just is like, you know, like I'm a comedy nine, like the bar is lowered. So being pretty in comedy, it's always been like my, th- I've always felt like it was a thing. And that maybe that was some of my worth to mm-hmm. this industry was that I was like fuckable. And if that goes away, I don't know that my talent can hold it because I don't know. And you don't know. And I no one knows. So that is the scary thing. Yeah. I don't know if that, I, I just think like, Part of me wishes, like, for, like, three weeks you could be the exact pretty you want to be. 
just to realize it's like when you buy a, a sports car right and it has 400 horsepower and you've been dreaming of getting this Ferrari your whole life and you're like I'm gonna drive in this Ferrari and everyone's gonna be like he fucking did it he's the man everything and then it's and then you get the Ferrari and literally after two weeks of being in this Ferrari you forget about the Ferrari then you don't even clean it and then it gets dirty and you're just like fuck it I don't so I feel like like mm. like that's how you are, like, with looks. Trying to think what I would do if I had the, like, looked exactly like I wanted. Like, I could stop my fingers yeah. right now and just be, like, Kate Beckinsale the rest of the day. Like, Kate Beckinsale goes through these exact fears that you're having. Maybe even more because it, she doesn't have stand-up. Like, you always have the ability to entertain and, and be brilliant and relate and help so many people. A lot of people can't do that. Just imagine if you didn't have that. But I don't know not having that, so I can't even imagine. So I can't relate to that. So it's, it, it, it doesn't saying, matter. What I'm saying is there's people dealing with what you're dealing with without even having that. Like there's someone that's yeah. like an accountant or, or like someone that works as an assistant who like is losing her looks, never chased oh, her. No, that's why my old therapist used to be like, thank God you're not a model because they don't have anything but their looks and they freak out when they start to go. So you're right. At least I have another talent. And... um that brings but us also, in. I do think, though, that you have a window of, like, looking hot or however you consider looking hot for, I'm going to give it 10 years. Right. And then after that, you should kill yourself. Well, that's the plan. I mean, I don't think the plan <laughs> it will last that long. But you're right. You're right. I have 10 more years. So in eight years, we should have this conversation. Nine yeah. years. Nine years, we should have this convo. Until then, you're fuckable. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Um, let's get into Monday's ep- episode. Uh, Dave Waite was on the show. Comedian Dave Waite. You know Dave, right? Oh, you met him at the comedy store the other night. He recognized you from my Instagram stories. Which Kevin Nealon did, too. Shout out, Kev. What's up, That was dog? so cool. Shout out, Kev, dog. Um, so on the show Monday, it was Dave Waite, comedian Dave Waite, who I've known forever. He was on Not Safe. He was like, we sent him on all these blind dates. He's just like this bearded, awkward, hilarious comedian, and it was so funny. Will you take a selfie of us so we can post that we're doing the podcast right now? Just like that, but selfie style? Handicap space. What? This is like the most... Say what you're seeing. I'm. It's impossible. It's a Mercedes... Um, what the hell is it? The, the G-Wagon. Bright orange with orange tires, big mud tires, jacked up. It's probably a $150,000 car. It's the most cheesy fucking car. We'll take a picture of it. It has a vanity plate that says EZ.com. Oh, my God. And he's E-Z-E-E. In a handi- and he's in a handicap space. And he's in a handicap space. So we'll maybe post a picture of that. Handicap people could have that kind of car. Yeah, of course they can. But I don't know that. It- is his license plate a handicap? See if he's got it. No, I don't see it. You don't see it, huh? So also on this episode on Monday is Sona Movsesian. Uh, take, take it from that way. So the sunlight. I'm teaching Andrew how to take a selfie. Uh, Sona Movsesian, uh, Movsesian is Conan O'Brien's assistant of the past uh, over a decade at uh, over at TBS at Conan. I met her a week and two weeks ago. I did Conan's podcast and um, that's where I met her for the first time. And I was a huge fan because she filled in for Kumail Nanjiani one time on um, Conan because Kumail was, couldn't make it to his appearance. So 
Conan asked his assistant to be the guest and it was she was so funny and then when I met her at Conan's podcast I was like oh my god you're so funny I love you and she was like I love you and then we did the podcast and she was sitting there and I was talking about my vagina to Conan and he got awkward and so I was like looking at Sona being like well you I'm so glad you're here because she was like chiming in about it too we hit it off I asked her to do the show and then she was in the studio the next uh, a week later in studio with me and Dave Waite so here's Sona Movsesian Conan's assistant me and Dave Waite and we are talking about, um, oh, my God, this past week. This is a great story. This past weekend in Indianapolis, I was um, Sunday. I had a really late flight out of town back to L.A. And Emil Joachim hung out with me all morning um, at the Starbucks at, inside the hotel. And uh, I kept having to go back into my luggage, which was, you know, with the bellman. Like I had checked my luggage while I sat at Starbucks all morning. And I had to keep going back in my luggage because I was looking for these edibles that I knew I had somewhere in there. And I developed a friendship with with the Bellman. And this is the story of how I how I ended up tipping one of them. (laughs) Enjoy it. I got recognized this weekend by some. um, uh, What are they? Bellhops. Guys that you give your luggage to when you have to check out of your hotel. But you bellhops. Bellhops. (laughs) The luggage bellhops still. I think so. Bellman. Bellman. Oh no! Or maybe Hop would be the way to say it. Bellboy. Bellboy. Oh. Well, there were some bellmen. There were some bellmen <laughs> down in the lobby of my hotel in Indianapolis yesterday when I checked out, and one of them recognized me. And then there were two other, like one of the younger ones did, and then there were two older guys with them, and they were all like, just really like flirty old men. And I was just in the mood to like fucking hand out some flirts, like all just right. like make these old men <laughs> yeah. feel like something in their fucking loins. I don't know. And maybe I needed it too. So I rolled up with this disgust, my disgusting bag, and I go, guys, can you watch these for me? And they're like, I don't know, we might go through it. And I go, all it is is dirty underwear. And the the guy, and then one of the old guys goes, Terry would like that. And I'm like, oh, Terry, you're a freak. And he was like, I'll take your dirty underwear. And I'm like, all right, Terry, ease up. <laughs> and so that I kept coming back and and needing to get things out of my bag, my edibles. Like I was like looking for my pot because I was like hanging out in the Starbucks in the lobby. And I kept coming back, and they'd get the bag, and I'd joke with them, and um. At one point, Terry was like, gave me some compliment, and I'm like, "You're Terry, you're ruining my only clean pair of underwear as we speak. Like, I was just like making <laughs> disgusting jokes about my underwear the whole time to this old man that like loved it. So then I'm leaving to go, and um, and I look in my bag. I have a, uh, I had just bought bought three, four, five pairs of underwear. It really was like a bag of dirty underwear because I did not have any clean underwear left from my like long trip. So I went to Victoria's Secret the day before and got five for $28. Mm-hmm. And one of them, they forgot to take the security tag off. And I'm in my room trying to rip it off. And it's just not coming off. And I'm like, I didn't have time to go back to the store and get it taken off. So I was like, I'll just give this to Terry as his <laughs> oh, tip. Oh, no. What? And they're not worn. But it's what a like it was just ironic that he happened to love the thing that I had and I was like Terry I want you to have these I promise you I've not worn them so I'm sorry but like these they would have been worn and there's a security tag on so they're worthless to me so I want you to have them so I gave a bellman as a tip <laughs> a pair of uh, my underwear and I think it's a great tip to give old dirty men I can't believe you were sitting <laughs> on that story the whole time I know <laughs> and a- then the the young bellhop who recognized me wrote to me later and goes. I heard what you did for Terry, and that was the coolest thing that anyone's ever done. And I was like, what I did for Terry. I just like don't wonder where those are right now. Oh, my God. Uh, so- Speaking of underwear, do you buy new underwear for New Year's? 
What? New red underwear? You need to. What? Yeah. Is this some Armenian so thing? Not. It's so my grandma told me yes. this, and okay. I did it for years. <laughs> it is. It's an Armenian thing. But I told all of my friends, you should ring in the new year wearing new red underwear. It brings luck for love. Now, will she be able to what? also? She'll be able yeah. to trap a man then. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I'm serious. Okay. New red underwear. New red underwear for the new year. Yes. And it's uh, okay. Is there any other old wives' tales that your grandmother a has? A million. So many. So many. Have any worked for you? Well, the new red underwear did. Okay, I can't but wait for I wore, new red. But I wore it for years, oh, and shit. then I met my husband. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I mean, it could, I don't know. But what? if you Google it, too, some other cultures will say, like, yellow is for money, red is for love, and there's different new, like, red. But you I like just a need to color for every kind underwear. of um, liquid that leaks out for, of me. So I like a yellow, <laughs> I like a red, I like a brown, I like a black. Uh. Black are the best underwear to get, except when you have like white discharge and then it shows up. But all the other discharge, not going to show up. Yeah. Dave is just shocked. <laughs> white underwear. I don't understand any woman wearing white underwear. You must have so much confidence in your little petite, perfect little <laughs> yeah. leak free puss. No. I have, whenever I wear a white underwear, I literally can walk out of my hotel room and they're already soiled. It's just not. <laughs> There's either like a spray tan or just like a, just something falls out. <laughs> um, That was from Monday's show. We have a bonus clip from Monday's, sh- uh, another clip from Monday's show. Scott Ackerman came by for a short bit to talk about his new film, he created Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, Scott Ackerman from uh, Comedy Bang Bang podcast and many other podcasts, Earwolf Radio. Um, but he stopped by, great guy, and uh, here's a bonus clip from Monday's episode with Scott Ackerman. And uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? Oh, oh, we're talking about what I almost did on Conan. I, uh, I had an idea for a stunt on Conan that I eventually got... Um, Conan just thought it would be it would take up too much time and I wouldn't get to enough material and he was right. I'm really glad it didn't happen. But this is this almost happened. Here's uh, Scott Ackerman with us Monday with Sona and Dave and me. I wanted to run something by you. I'm doing yeah. um, Conan later today and cool. um, I have a, a bit that I might want to do and I want your um, okay your advice professional opinion or professional opinion advice uh comedic and sona uh, obviously you as well yeah i think sona would be yeah but i just want to bring everyone in um so i've been recently um i'm single and like uh, i'm reading all these books about how to trick a man into loving you and um (laughs) uh, one of the things when you're a single woman do they involve like a sexy cat costume or (laughs) kind of yes it, it really is it's about um you have to like dress hot all the time. All the time. That sounds exhausting. It is, Scott. I, that's why I'm so. I just want to be done. I just want to find yeah. someone so I can stop. Exactly. Look, like, so you have to look hot all the time. I'm very uncomfortable looking like dressing sexual. It just. I. I don't. I. I For the I, listener, you're wearing right now just basically a, like a large cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, yeah. I just don't. I don't feel comfortable being like. Sexual. So, do you have to raise your voice like that too? <laughs> yeah, like you, if you're like this, like then you're, then you're sexual. Vocal fry. And yes, and so I use TV appearances as excuses to like, oh, I have to dress up. I have to dress like in this sexy little dress because right. I have I have stylists who are very um, 
fashion forward and they'll just convince me like that's amazing that ball on your head wear it <laughs> and I'm like should I wear a ball on my head and they're like it is so in right now and then I'll like wear a ball on my head on like a thing that I should you know and uh, so they always give me this like confidence but they always dress me super sexy but I kind of just go like oh, whoopsie oh no right. I, I have to be like forced to be hot right. or whatever because I want to be I want every excuse to be but I don't ever, I have to be like forced into it so that it doesn't look like it's my fault. So I want to go on Conan and talk about this because I actually struggled with it. I, I, I taped a Netflix special the other night and uh, like a 15 minute thing. Thank you. Mm. And, um, and I, it, during the whole special, I talk about how I only did Dancing with the Stars because I thought I realized it was an excuse to dress like a slut on TV. And I was like, <laughs> I've never had, I'm single. I need to get the word out that I have like a kind of a good bod and I work hard on it. And it's it's being wasted right now. Like, and I, this act like me. a slut. And, exactly. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> oh, I tried. My partner was married and uh, he wouldn't. Wait, who's so, your partner? Gleb Sevchenko. Oh, oh, he's the hottest. So, um... So I talked about that during my special taping the mm-hmm. other night, all about like how girls just need an excuse to dress like sluts. We never have one. Just Halloween, let us be sluts. the greatest excuse of all time. Yeah. Exactly. I even referenced that. It's like we don't even have that anymore because every comedian has called it out. Yeah. And so now only sluts get to dress like sluts on Halloween, and <laughs> girls like me have to be like, I'm a mailbox, and like, <laughs> it just sucks. Like you always need an excuse. So I want to go on Conan and be like, and and so the ironic part is, and I'm I'm kicking myself because I didn't call out the fact that on this special I taped the other night, I'm dressed like a total slut. Like I did, <laughs> I did exactly. You have no self awareness about it, like and while I'm, you're talking about. Oh, it. I got I got off stage and my friend Andrew, who was there with me, was like, "Did you notice that like the whole bit is about you dressing like a slut and how like you just want to be a slut, but like you're dressed in like the skimpiest thing I've ever seen you in?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, why didn't we call it out? It would have been so perfect. Like literally, my labia is like hanging." Out of the dress in the front row, it was insane how Splash short this zone. dress was. Yeah. First five rows. It seriously was like that. So what I want to do is, um, because I wasn't able to call it out on that sh- on that set, I want to be able to go on Conan and say, "Listen, here's my plight. I'm single. I need to get the word out that I've got a bang and bod. I work hard on it. So I use all these excuses to do TV and dress like a slut." And it's honestly, it's been like a, it's it's just not comfortable. And then I want to share a bunch of stories about how the jokes about how dressing in tight clothes is uncomfortable. I have a bunch of like joke, joke, jokes, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to come out in a snuggie. I want to just be like, I'm done with it. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm like, you know what? Comedy is not about this. It's about yeah. this. My hair extensions and my Botox. <laughs> it's about, and I want to. I just want to be from like everything from the neck up. Yeah, I just. It's about what's up here, you know. And it's right. like I and I'm comfortable in Conan, and I just want to be. I just want to like let go and like not worry about my body, and I just want to be comfortable. And yeah, you know what? To honor, I'm actually feeling kind of hot right now. Like I just want to be like, actually, I'm not comfortable right now, and right, I want to yeah. honor that Snuggies, feeling. Yeah, especially and then with take the hot it lights. Off and just be wearing like lingerie underneath. Oh boy! <laughs> so I want to just well, I'm a little scared to wear lingerie on TV, but if it's for it's if it's, if it's funny enough for the bit, I want to do it. So what if I'm asking you? If it's for Conan you, though, or a Cinemax movie, I think it's okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I is it okay? Here are my worries: is that it's everyone's gonna go? God, Nikki just wants to dress like a slut. But I feel like in calling it out, then it takes away from anyone being able to say that about me, uh-huh. which because I'm saying it. Yeah, right. I'm single. I need to get the word out. Um. Or do I wear just like a super sexy dress and like go the other? Like go- I like the I like the snuggy thing, even mm-hmm. without stripping it off. Like never I never take it off. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think the taking it off is kind of funny, but I I know what you mean about someone going like, oh, okay, she's having her cake and eating it too, which I know you don't do in order to keep this whole thing. But I... (laughs) (laughs) That was Monday's episode. Um, Getting into Tuesday was a doozy. That was the day um, Carlisle and Bobby Bones. Mm, Bobby Bones. Hey, Bob. How's the song go? (laughs) This is the Bobby Bones Show. Come on, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby Bones won Dancing with the Stars on my season. He's a friend of mine. He was a friend. He was a person that I had romantic relations with. And um, and this is him doing my show for the first time. I did his podcast, the the Bobby Cast. Yes, the Bobby Cast. It's like one of the most oh, popular podcasts. His name's in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like that we I'm make we're making fun of his name being in it when my my name is like five times behind me on my special. Banging coming out October first. But this is um, this was a guy that you probably have heard me talk about on the show, but never given a name to. And um, we kind of, uh, like, I liked him last year, and he liked me, and then it didn't work out. And this was the first time we had, uh, he's ever been on my show. I was on his show, but, um, and we haven't really, oh, Andrew's taking a picture, another selfie. Posing. Um, Yeah, we we got into it. It was nice because I didn't know if uh, I could even talk about us having seen each other. Because he, we didn't talk about it on his podcast explicitly at all. Um, so I didn't know if he wanted to keep it secret or whatever. But then he came on my show and I go, are we good to talk about anything off air? I was like, are you, can I ask you, what do you want to talk about? And he's like, whatever. And I go, literally whatever. And he's like, whatever. And I was like, green light. I wonder if it, I wonder, <laughs> he was like, you know, when she gets her hour special on Netflix, she just killed the roast. She's going to, she got her own show on. Yeah, it might be a good look for me to. Um, have had this girl pining for me last year. Pining? Is that what we call it these days? Yeah. <laughs> it's pining that cock. Ew. Andrew, no. Um, ew. Ew. No. No. Stop it right now. I'm serious. That's so gross. This is me, Bobby Bones, and Carlisle Forrester, Queen of Squirt Nation. Seriously? Stop. Okay. okay. Tone. Tone with my friends. But seriously, stop. I told you to stop. Uh, Tuesday's episode. Here we go. Stop. You're newly in. um, You're at a new therapist. You're seeing a couples counselor, but you're going alone. Yeah. Now, what... What what's going on with you in relationships? Because let's just be honest, Bobby and I kind of dated. I will say that we dated. I don't even know that if you would characterize it as that. I'll say that y'all dated as well. Well, I, well you know, two, you I'll go on record know. as saying that. two versus one. I lose anyway, regardless <laughs> of what I say. So. No, you have a you have a majority vote here. It's gonna push it over the edge. How would you um, describe what we did? Well, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, there's, there's I no can't even get a guy to admit he dated no, 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 me. No, no, no. This is the problem with, like, everything. I think this is unfair of you oh right now. Why? Because I don't. Oh, don't the only do time that. that I date anyone is if we're dating and it's, like, to me, that's we're together. And we're oh, right. All, I've told you this. That you, you, yes. He doesn't want any girls comparing timelines is what that means. Oh. Sure, if, it, if in your mind we dated. Oh, gross. Oh, how dare you in your mind we dated. Then I'm dated. down. 
Oh my god. Okay, yeah. I don't. I've never assumed I was your girlfriend, but we were okay, definitely dating. Okay, but to me, dating. those those. I mean, are you are the one that told the paparazzi. In all though. fairness, yes, but girlfriend <laughs> and dating to me is synonymous. So it's it's not. Okay, well, just give me the word. Jesus Christ, okay. Bobby. God. Dated, it was great. Okay. Well, oh, my great. God. Was, okay, was... so what, what do you, then what do you say for what, what, what you did then? If you're not going to say dating, I mean, that is I a. I don't say, I, I, don't, I don't walk oh around with, the, God. with, the, well, with you, the chart and going. See, this is what annoys me. Yeah. It's like you date Why guys. Why do you have to define everything? Everything uh, doesn't have to be defined all the time. Well, well I want to say did, what we did. did. We do, you really, do you really want me to describe in detail what we did? I mean, is that uh, better? It's, it's simple. Simpler to say dating people kind sure. of understand what that means. We dated. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. You heard Got it. it Isolated. Run it back. Go ahead. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, There'll be a ringtone. Yeah. Uh, I liked you. I, I fell for you on Dancing with the Stars. It was a, I, I compare it mostly to a, um, like a traumatic, um, uh, like we were both in the North Tower together or something, and we <laughs> we were headed down the, the stairwell, and we were like, "Are we gonna survive?" And I and I don't mean and to be didn't. flippant about. No, I, I didn't. Did. You abandoned me in that stairwell. <laughs> That's not true because you saw the grind of that show, and I was doing a radio show. No, my God, I I was doing a you dance show. Did not abandon show. me at all. You just said I abandoned. No, I was joking. Like you went on to like continue the show. I didn't. I didn't mean emotionally. But, no, but you what also was, did. What was no, really cool is that you brought her back yeah. to dance in the finale. Well, me, can we just walk through this? I want to step yes. back because I did not feel abandoned by you because we were dating, like hanging out. Um, when I got eliminated, we were hanging out when I got eliminated mm-hmm. and, and then they claw machined me out of that show and spit me back on the East coast. And I had nothing to do with the show anymore. There was no hanging out with Bobby anymore. I mean, we were hanging out because we were always at the same, uh, rehearsals and you know, we're, he was in LA. He didn't have any friends. He still doesn't. I think and you're uh, making it like we were forced to hang out though. Like we, we actually were, had a really good time together. It was, it's called the situation but, 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 but. We've been able to hang out since. I think we really enjoy each other's company a lot, and I respect and admire what she does as well as as is thinking she's hot. What, whatever. Okay. No, no, no. Let me finish my story. I know this is your show, but don't have me as a guest and not let me talk. Thank you. And so we were put in that environment together. We would have never been in that environment together otherwise. No. But because we were, we didn't just hang out because we were we were tied together. No, we but were shackled was, together. That, no, that, of course not. I mean, we both had dance partners who we were legitimately shackled to. So we chose <laughs> to hang out together, and it was like so amazing for me to have someone on the show who I could talk real like stuff with and be freaked out with. We I mean we were both scared about the same stuff. We were both like what are we doing on this show? I mean the first time I met you I just remember being like we were both like what are we doing? What is this? And then I remember you got up from the makeup chair and I didn't even think anything of you at first. You sat down and we were talking. I'm like this guy's cute, but I was like is he a dancer? Is he a is he a star? And then I found out he did radio and I was like, "Hmm." And then we had a fun banter and then you got up and I just like sense I was like that guy's gonna hurt me. This isn't gonna be fun. There's gonna be something with him. And I remember my makeup artist going, "Oh, really?" And I go, "I just predict it. That's not. <laughs> that's not over." And then it wasn't over. And then, but don't you predict that about every guy you like? That guy's gonna hurt me. No, no. no it's I weird don't. as a woman. And sometimes you can me. tell. I just knew that there was gonna be hurt me. We could be together forever, and you would still hurt me. That's just. It was almost like there's something there yeah. that's gonna that something's gonna happen with that, and it did. And I'm not saying that it happened because of the show, but that's obviously how we met. But yeah, we've continued to be friends and continued to 
date. I mean, I wouldn't even. We didn't date after the show. That that's not what happened. We continued to hang out a couple times after the show. But um, on the show, when I was taken off, I wasn't expecting you to be like. Come back and let's date. I didn't like, talk in that tone, <laughs> by the way. No, no part of me talks like that. No, that's what I'm Every impression you do of me so far over the past 30 minutes has been an odd character from Gone with the Wind. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> Please, do you hear do my southern yeah. accent? Think of how I feel. That was Tuesday's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, coming up <clears throat> Wednesday was uh, Leah Lamar and Matt Rogers. Leah Lamar hosts a podcast called... Um, uh, what is it called? It's like falling in love with Leah Lamar, but she like makes two random people that she thinks are going to like maybe hit it off. Um, go to her podcast, Leah Lamar podcast. He's looking it up. But um, they, he, they, he, she makes them like go on a date and stare into each other's eyes for four minutes of un, uninterrupted eye contact. And then they go, and then they decide at the end if they're gonna falling in love with Leo Mar. Yeah, that's the name of it. Check it out. She's awesome. She's so funny and she's so hot. She's so beautiful. I love her. Do you, you know Leah? No, I don't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. She's so funny. She's as funny as she is pretty, and it's upsetting to me. Um, and then another guy who is as funny as he is pretty, um, Matt Rogers was in. He hosts Las Culturistas podcast, and so many people were like, "You have to have Matt Rogers on your show. You have to have Matt Rogers on your show." He hosts it with Bowen Yang, who is the first um, Asian American SNL. Uh, comedian ever hired so um, we talked about not getting jobs oh because he is partners with Bowen Yang like yeah. they, they are comedy partners Bowen Yang gets SNL Matt Rogers has been up for SNL for many many years in a row and has gotten really close and we talked about like him not getting it and how that sucks and rejection I mean you recently faced rejection and that how did you, do you are do you feel better equipped for the rejection that will come in your future because that's the thing it's like it more will come and I even know that about myself and I always think it's almost a bad way of thinking because I'm always thinking about it's gonna end it's gonna get taken away be able to handle it because the truth is it will end everything will end your life will end and I would just want to be able to handle it do you what 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 do you think about any of what I'm saying I mean I think you get space from it from uh, like the audition at the cellar, but I honestly, oh yeah, the your failed audition at the cellar. Yeah, very strong fail. No, no you I had a you had it. a great set, and then you didn't get past the cellar, and it was yeah. I honestly, I swear to God, like I could give two shits at this point. I know, isn't that funny? And you, that was a bad day for you. But it's only because other things are positive are happening. Like if I wasn't, I had an amazing set last night. Like I like I I get reinforcement that I'm funny. And not only that, I'm doing things I want to do. My podcast is doing really well. Like, people are reaching out. Like, I feel like I'm actually, like, being exactly who I want to be. And people are responding well to it. And I care so much more about those fucking people out there than one fucking woman's, like, and, like, this, like, bougie bullshit. Like, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. But that being said, I'd love to be past there next weekend. (laughs) And and I think she's great. I just, you got to get to know her, you know. Yes. No, um... And you will get past there eventually. I don't care. Yeah, no, I like that whole speech. That was good. Here's <laughs> Matt Rogers, uh, Lee Lamar, and and I talking about uh, rejection in this busy biz biz. It's always been true for me when things that I want so badly mm-hmm. don't happen. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens after that can only happen because that thing didn't happen. And so then, yeah, it's like 
when you say no to something or when something says no to you, you're saying yes to everything else. But when you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. Exactly. So we need to start looking at these like big yeses as actual like we're rejecting so much in our lives that isn't that. And a no uh, was well, a yes to so many other things. Yep. They yes. say rejection is God's protection, but it's like, Ooh. why does God keep protecting me from everything? You know, <laughs> I feel like I just lost two huge jobs really? and they were both confirmed and then just no. randomly lost at the last minute and the projects just changed exponentially or the reasons were out of my control sure and you were just a little like too it's i'm so bummed ugly yeah it was honestly i'm a six what do you want (laughs) i'm a i'm a total dog you know they just couldn't i they couldn't put me on the on television yeah so it's just Um, stuff that's out of your control but it just it hurts yeah totally i mean (laughs) no actually that is in my control because you're so you're stunning i could could get surgery immediately you guys that's the Um, problem i know you could (laughs) everything's everything's fixable yeah i could tell you exactly what i would want done i know we've talked about this <laughs> oh my god Lee and I have both like photoshopped pictures of our faces and send them to each other being like what do you think yeah, like, what if, if I do I actually may have to get a rhinoplasty for like a medical right. thing but oh. I'm kind of like not, I'm Are not super not mad, mad about like, it like that hasn't been my reason for 10 years I'm I like, have um, a deviated septum all the time and I have a collapsed yeah. valve and um, I just want a nose job so <laughs> thank you I have a deviated lip and a deviated I have a deviated um, head and a deviated <laughs> My brain is deviated. <laughs> I need a full it? head transplant. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep making excuses. Yeah, yeah go yeah. on. Um, yeah, I... Uh, so, yeah, getting... Re- losing these opportunities. Did you, like sob and mourn and yeah. freak out? Yeah, if I wasn't in therapy, I'd be dead, for really? sure. My therapist is a little angel. Mm. She's, I think, 110 years old. That's great. And... You know, she has the wisdom of the ancient yes. people within her. No, she's, that. I hope she's not listening because that was mean. Um, I love her more than anyone I've ever known. Yeah. She has two therapy dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crucial. One therapy dog will come up to me and she'll put her paw on me. And when she does, my therapist said, something good is going to happen to you. Oh, oh that's my sweet. God. And the I'm like still intuitive. waiting for that good thing to happen, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when we that don't dog really know dies, you need to get that paw on a keychain. Oh, <laughs> I will. I yeah. think it's yours. You're now right. I really hope she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is going to die. Your dog is like all relationships. It will end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's more certain than anything. 100%. When people go, because um, I, when I had dogs, I would always be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're going to die someday. Yeah, and people would go, don't think about that. And I'm like, um. Why yeah. I'm going to have to deal with yeah, that? Like, and they're like, you not? "But why?" And I'm like, "Cause I plan on living eleven more years. <laughs> what do you know? It's like, you got to wrap your brain around the people that just go, no, 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 not gonna think about my dog dying. It's like." Well, they are not humans. They don't you're, go on forever. You're signing yeah, up for trauma. I yes. want to just pass away when my dog passes away. I, know. I don't even have a dog, but just in the future. Oh God, I, I would wait a long time then. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. No. So you, you're, so you got through it. Um, I'm growing through it. Yeah, I would say I've done a lot of crying. I've watched. Uh, almost every season of Jane the Virgin. Mm. That's so important, though, is to like literally feel that loss. I think, yes, because it's to like feel your feelings. Well, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Man. And I've always feel like you know, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I was in the worst depression of my life for mm. a month after last year when it didn't work right. out. For a solid month, like opening my eyes and being like, "Fuck!" I opened my eyes. Like oh, it was horrible. Yeah. But then, like, and also like living in New York, so fucking humid in August, just like you Ugh. feel weighed down. I get seasonal depression seriously in, in the, the end of the summer. Oh yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And then so but then you do get over it and then you look back on it and you say, Well, I went through something that was fucking hard. And that teaches you to grind. I mean yep. you know, like 
you know, like don't you act have, like you, you were grinding back. before. You, you, but you were, so hard. you yeah. were, but then you you learn like that's this entertainment industry yeah. is like you like you said you have to keep making it happen for yourself and sooner rather than later because you are in control of it no matter what you think yes. you really are especially someone who's not just like an actress or not just just a writer right. like, we're so lucky yeah. that we mm-hmm. are creative and actually know how to write stuff and make stuff and be funny without a, actors when they don't get jobs they're just like what do I do? I just like um, wait to say some words that people put in front of me. It's yeah. like I feel so grateful that I can yeah. produce things yeah. and, and write. That's I started stand up because I was miserable. Well, I had been doing improv mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out why I hated it so much. And so many reasons. There's why. so many reasons. <laughs> and then I had a, I met with a casting director. Yeah. And we talked for an hour. And she goes at the end. She goes, I just want to let you know you're more funny, less pretty. Wow. Oh wow! And I was like, "Oh my god, you think I'm funny?" Yeah, <gasps> like yeah. I had no idea. And also, I just disregarded the pretty comment. Yeah. But yeah, I right. also understood what she meant. She was like, "If you can use what you have, do it." She's like, "You should be writing your own jokes." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's why I hate improv." I'm glad someone like took you aside and told you that because it's yeah, that's when when people in this town and we got to go to break. But when people in this town complain about com- or actresses going on stage and doing stand-up and taking time, it's like, yeah, they'll fall off if they're not funny. Yeah, right. I don't begrudge them that because as an act- as a performer, I'm dying to perform every night and actresses just have to sit around and wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get on stage and if you are funny enough, write your own stuff. And then hell yeah. I, I, I totally encourage actors and actresses to try out stand-up because I think it's a way to... To try something, and now you're a fucking comedian. Yeah, I've been doing stand-up for four years. Yeah, I mean, you're still an actress, but you're a comedian now, yeah. too, because of that. That was Wednesday's show, and we're rounding out this week with Thursday's show. It, um, Lisa Curry and Allison Rosen were in studio. and uh, really We hired Lisa Curry. Dude, Lisa Curry just got a job. Congratulations to the comedian Le- uh, Olympian Lisa Curry on Instagram. Because there's a, a swimmer named Lisa Curry who is Lisa Curry on Instagram. So she, so Lisa Curry, a comedian, made her name Olympian Lisa Curry. Probably not the smartest move no. in the end, but a funny joke in the beginning. Because Lisa Curry is really funny. Uh, she wrote some jokes for me yesterday for Lights Out with David Spade, um, which was really fun to do. You should watch my appearance on there. Um, but Lisa Curry, I... Um, she was up for a job. She did a, pe- a writing sample, a writing packet for the Jim Jeffries show. And she was telling me about it. And I go, well, I'm, I'll figure out. I know someone who works there. People from my old show, Not Safe, work on the production side of Jim Jeffries. And so I wrote to, I got a guy's name, the head writer. And I wrote to him and I said, please pay attention to Lisa's submission because she's great. And I don't know if that helped because, but this bitch got the job. They offered it to someone else, and then that person couldn't do it, and we were all bummed out. I was like, Lisa, fuck. Who cares? You don't need that fucking show. Fuck that show. And then she's like, I'm, got, I'm on that show. And I'm like, that show's the greatest show that's ever been on TV, and you know you're what? a part of it. And the comedy seller's fantastic. God, would I love to yeah. be in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but So Lisa Curry, this was prior to her finding out she had gotten a job. So she was kind of like down this day. Um, and we had a fun conversation, though, with Allison Rosen, who is a broadcasting titan dude allison rosen is your new best friend is a podcast and i've done it three times she's just fantastic on radio she is a great host she's just you know when i get on air with her i told her yesterday it was like playing tennis like i'm pretty good at ten. like i'm really good at tennis but i'm playing against someone that's like a pro and they're being friendly and like assisting like i did radio with pros this week bobby bones pro 
and that was there was great Radiohead this week, and then uh, Allison Rosen, just someone who's been doing it so many years that it's just another level. She was so what? Oh no, I can't announce that. Uh, Andrew just asked me if I can announce something exciting. I'm gonna be on the airways with another pro really soon. I'll say that. How about that? Two two pros very soon. Yeah. One yeah. one, one both in the Titans. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, just (laughs) listen. Don't tweet anything. Um, But, yeah, it was just Allison Rosen is your new best friend as a podcast. You should check her out on that. And you're going to love her in this. We're talking about periods. uh, Lisa Curry, newly hired Jim Jeffries writer, Lisa Curry, um, Allison Rosen, and myself. Thursday, get it. This is more gal chat. I hope your listeners love gal chat yeah. in the morning. Oh, they love it. I have been, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about switching from, I'm switching to a menstrual cup. Okay. I feel like I'm very late on the yes. menstrual cup thing. I've, do you guys use them? I've used it before, no, yes. Okay. Which one are you going with? Uh, the I diva? select, no, I selected the salt. It's Ew. S-A-A-L. There's this website that a listener sent me called Put a Cup in It, and like you take a quiz. I know. You take a quiz, and they tell you which one it tell, is. Tell you which cup to use? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't used it yet, though. I got it in the mail, and I looked at it, and I was like, I've- Oh, yeah. Two, this looks like the Diva Cup. Two babies have passed through me, and yet I'm still afraid of this thing. No. that It goes in you so easily. I've done ones that look more like a Lance Armstrong bracelet, and then they have like a bag on oh, the bottom. Yes. I- I saw that it, online. You put it up and you like put it over where your hole disc. is and then it fills up throughout the day and then you have to take it out. Here's the issue with those and with the Diva Cup as well that I'm looking at. The salt one. S-A-A-L-T. Menstrual cup. Um, you have a cup of blood that you have to take out of you. Yeah. And if you're in a public place and something yeah. happens and you accidentally spill a cup of blood on you, <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare That's situation. True. It, the, there are times where I would pull out these cups and it would be a, like a, a, it's a cup of blood. It's, <laughs> right. If it's spilled on you, you have no explanation except that like I slit my throat. Like it's that much blood. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Um, yeah, you can't so, just like be at a friend's house. What do you? And taking it out, you have to, you know, like getting past the, tight part of your vagina if you have one you know what i'm saying like like it's not just well, a, then your, oh. like pants have to be down to your ankles well i read yeah don't they say just change it twice like in the morning bef- when you get up and then oh. be- before bed oh okay so or I, in the shower or something i would sometimes have to like i'd be like this bitch is full and, and so i have it? to do it at like a restaurant and mm. i like pull it like out and then you just hold it and like then you have to go wash it in the sink like it's a whole thing however it's better than it might be better than tampons. Yeah. Tampons are uh, are annoying. Why did you decide to switch? Okay. So uh, my mom at her house has been like, you can't flush tampons. You can't flush tampons. It's going to clog it. And I'm like, I don't believe you. I understand you can't flush applicators, but I don't believe you can't flush tampons. It's just it's just absorbent paper. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, at our house, I recently clogged the main line i don't even know what that means but it's some plumbing thing mm. so big plumbing issue and uh they told me that it was tampons that <gasps> had clogged it yeah no. so i was like oh my god my mom was tampons right tampons did what they are supposed to do anyway yeah. they clogged they they, <laughs> they expanded and clogged yeah um you got like a, a drain <laughs> tampon a, and a pipe tampon when i told people this they were like like just like the facepalm emoji over like, how did you think it was okay to flush them? Because you see signs in bathrooms all the time. Like our pipes are sensitive. Thank you. Um, and I've but just, that's for sensitive pipes. Yeah. I but if you have normal had, pipes, you thought. throw your tamp down right. and you and tamp that's it down. It. Exactly. Um, it had been an extremely heavy flow week. Sure. So there was a lot of super plus 
ganging up inside the pipes. But anyway, <laughs> upon realizing that, oh, from now on, I am going to have to not flush these tampons. I mean, I don't know what, what I'm going to have to buy a little bin and wrap them in toilet paper yeah, and yeah. make little presents out of them. Yeah, like, what's and an alternative what the here? The dog yeah. gets that, you know, just the whole thing seemed so gross that, yeah, that's why so I So you got a reusable cup. Yeah, which I haven't tried yet because I looked at it and I was like, I feel I think like I'm, I'm excited for you with I'm this I'm 100% going to feel it when it's inside. No, you won't. This really? also sounds no. so stupid, but I'm like, just the the mechanics of it, I'm like, how, if you're like laying around... How is it catching in the cup? I know that sounds so because fucking it stupid, always will like, when you pull it out. It will always be all the way to the bottom. It like, like okay. suctions to your vaginal walls. Yeah, so it totally creates oh, a like. Okay. So a, uncomfortable it's not sounding. gonna come out. You really don't feel it. No, I mean the one that I that I wore, and I've and I've done the Nuva ring too. I've had a lot of stuff up there, <laughs> and you don't feel it. You really don't. I, these wouldn't be so popular if right. you felt it. I right. think you're gonna love it. Um, yeah, I just. Periods are the worst. Mm-hmm. It's I I turn into a psycho before my period. I yeah. have to like really figure things out. Like the days before my, I think Dr. Drew said I might have PMDD. Which is, oh yeah, what's that? You know, it's when you have thoughts of like hopelessness and like deep depression. Like oh, in the yeah. days right before your period. Yeah, I don't get um, I don't get any more of a temper. I'm not like angry, but I'm just like I want to die. Yes, I don't belong. Depression on this mm. planet. Oh, yes, it's so bad. And it could be because. I always feel like it gets the very worst of those thoughts the day before my period. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, I'm losing my mind. Like, why is this happening? And then it's like blood. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that thing. I know. I'm yeah. always surprised and reassured when I get it, even though I've been getting it for a thousand years. I, I've, I'm, I've been working on a bit about this, about like, have I've never seen it coming once. <laughs> I've never no. once been like, oh, storms are brewing. Like, it's always just like, why do no. I want to drown my dogs? And then- like, like, I'll be like crying. Like, why is like, I'll be having some psychotic thought and then, and then blood. And I'm like, oh, that's it. But why don't I just go to that immediately? Mm-hmm. It's every, it's been every month. I know. Uh, that was the show this week, you guys. Hey, shout out to two podcast listeners that say that they bond at work over and have so many inside jokes about our podcast, um, at their office. To uh, Selena and Gio that came to Irvine last night. They were in the front row. They had so many references. Like I would say stuff, and they were they were heckling in a way that was like very supportive and like interactive. I loved it. I loved them. At one point, I like said something mean about someone, and Gio goes roast mode, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yes, roast mode, squirt, squirt." They were so nice. Yakpot, and then we took a video saying yakpot. So yakpot, shout out to. Selena and Gio, I'm at the Irvine Improv all week. Get a meet and greet ticket. VIP ticket gets you a meet and greet, so make sure you buy one of those. And um, and if you are buying a regular ticket to my show and you can't afford the VIP, DM me um, a bunch because I might not see it, and I'll bump you up to VIP. I've, I'm sorry, Gio and Selena, they had DM'd me, and I did not see it, so I did not was not able to add them to the bump up, but they kind of lingered, and they snuck in anyway, and I really respect them for it. Uh, thank you for listening this week and every week. On uh, the UUP podcast, squirt, squirt. Uh. <laughs> yeah. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.